Hey there, thank you for listening to Say Less presented by the Watchtower Media Network. If you want to contribute, drop us a line on our contact page or email in to inbox at wtchtwr.com. We're always on the lookout for writers, editors, podcasters and plenty more. So if you're looking to get involved with all the happenings at the Watchtower, let us know and we'll take a look at whatever you might have to offer. Make sure you follow us too at Watchtower underscore media across all the socials for all the latest pop culture with a view. Right now, say less with me, Aaron Casanova and Mihir Kole coming up. Say less, episode 10. A big one. We've hit, reached a big milestone, Mihir. Double digits, baby. Double digits, indeed. So let's jump straight in to what I chose for you to watch last week. The HBO series Euphoria, starring Zendaya. Tell me your thoughts. Oh, right. Uh, this was... Okay, so I watched, I watched the first episode. I would have watched more, but I didn't have time. But, oh my god, what a wild ride. So, so many... Goddamn things happen in the first episode. Mm. All the characters are fucked in the head. Yeah, right? they're they're all insane. They're all insane. There's no sane character in this in this show at all. And I understand what you meant when you said it was kind of like American Skins, but I think this is like taken to the next level. It's um, a level above Skins. It's yeah. a level above Skins. I don't mean in terms of like being good. I mean in terms of how insane all the characters are and the things they do. And obviously, since I've only seen the first episode, I can imagine I'm only scratching the surface. Um, but yeah, no, there's a lot of intricacies, right? A lot of little flaws in all the characters. Obviously, each character has glaring flaws, but you don't get to see some of the more subtle ones. And um, obviously, each character also has a really, really, really intricate backstory and all of that stuff, um, which makes it interesting because it makes you connect with the characters, makes you understand what they're going through. But I think... It's enjoyable just because how unpredictable everyone is, and all the all the oh my goodness, all the crap they do. You're gonna and, learn a lot about them over the next eight episodes plus two specials. Have you got a quick mm, kind of favorite character out of episode one? I I like Jules. Oh, everyone likes Jules. Okay, fine, Schaefer, fine, yeah. fine. Which I'm is true. No, but that's fair. <laughs> Jules is a great character. She's she uh, not to spoil anything, but she yeah. really becomes one of the MVPs because. Yeah. Zendaya is excellent, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, which leaves seven or eight other characters, but Jules is just see. Rue is obviously main character, obviously, but I think in the first episode, you're not really, you're not really made to like Rue for no. the decisions she makes. Even she, she says it herself in the. There's a line about her speaking to the audience, saying, "You know, you all probably hate me now." Um, but I mean, I get her. I get where she's coming from. I get that shitty things happen to her, but you know, it's not an excuse to be an absolute dick. Um, <laughs> but you know, Jules is like a big contrast to that. Where yeah. she's, when she's introduced, she's like this really nice person. You know, she's all cute and stuff. Whereas Rue is all moody and dark and depressing. <laughs> uh, so there's a big contrast between the two, and I can already feel there's tension between them. It's a good start, though. Yeah, it is I a think. good start. And obviously, you've got the guy, Nate. I forgot his name. Jacob Elordi. Yeah. You've seen him in... Um, what's the movie on Netflix? The the Kissing Booth. Yeah. Um, very attractive man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 
it's it's unfair how attractive this man is, but I feel like in in a lot of these shows he always plays the the same character. He's a bit of a dick, but you know it's a, it's a good show. Yeah, I think it is a good. big storyline. I think it's a good show. I think it's crazy. It's insane. A lot of fun things happen. Worth watching, definitely. All right, good start to this episode. Perfect. Um, and my recommendation for you for last week was a cult classic, The Princess Bride. Um, what did you think? Go on. So, I have been complaining to you in the week that there have been some, let's say, below par recommendations <laughs> to me uh, recently, especially in terms of things to watch. This is not the case. I had a good time watching The Princess Bride. I had a lot of fun watching it. I think what the main thing I took away from it is that there's a lot of meta comedy, which yeah. I like. And what I was thinking right towards the end was that you could make a parody of it, but making a parody would be too in on the joke. Yeah. It already has a lot of in-jokes and a lot of you know, comments about the way you structure you know, fantasy movies and that sort of thing. There is a parody. It's still a parody. But it's on the right side of it being too hokey. And you yeah. were right last week. There's a lot of references. There's a lot of things you recognise nearly 35 years on. I think it's 34 years now. Yeah. I had a great time watching it. It's it's such a classic, right? Because it's one of... It's it's an old movie. Mm. And a lot of movies since, you know, fantasy movies and Disney movies and whatnot have a lot of tropes borrowed from that film. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question to you is, off the non-main characters you know all the supporting characters which one did you like the most who would you define as non-supporting so, so you, so not so you the... discount um buttercup and yeah. what's his name the, whitney the, the prince oh, the God. prince himself okay yeah, so yeah. Buttercup besides and them too oh it's close so um the short guy i forgot his name okay yeah. does a real heat check um <laughs> Inigo Montoya, so Mandy Patinkin. I had yeah, no yeah, yeah, idea yeah, yeah, yeah. that was Mandy, Patin- Mandy Patinkin. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. great. Andre the Giant was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Of those, because I think it's out of those three. Yes. But also, just quickly, shout out to the um, the priest. Yeah, yeah. The, the priest with the maddest accent ever. Who's <laughs> yes, conducting yes, the ceremony. Yes. Um, of those three, oh, I think it has to be Andre the Giant. Okay. Andre the Good. Giant as a Fessic. Ch- I yeah. love, love, love uh, Inigo Montoya. Yes. But Fessic steals every scene he's in. And, yeah. And his delivery is just fabulous. And also there's great backstory of how Andre the Giant um, prepared and conducted yes. himself around yep. the making of that movie. And it's just an excellent performance. It's yeah. a great film. Overall. I think Inigo Montoya is a, is a I love it. He's a favourite. He yeah, won B. Yeah. If you Fesic 1A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Montoya 1B, and yeah. then the short guy yeah. uh, 1C, yeah. they were all fantastic. Uh, but overall, yeah, a really yeah. Um, enjoyable movie. I had a great Definitely. time. A was, classic for everyone to, to check out. Definitely. Very good. So let's move on then to our picks for each other to listen to. I gave you French Electronica, but some very famous French Electronica, yes. M83, with yeah. Hurry Up We're Dreaming, the album. What did you think? Okay, so... Yeah, I've told you I've heard a few of M83 songs, but mainly the popular mainstream ones. I haven't heard the like you know the the full albums and stuff. And um, for me, this album was a hit and miss. Mm. I think some songs were really good. Um, obviously, the more popular songs. If you go on their album and you see how many hits each song has, the songs that have more hits were obviously you know more upbeat. They're more 
they're more they're just good they're good songs but you know the some of the lesser listened ones i didn't quite feel the um the same energy from them mm. um also the whole album i don't know about you it flows really well like, between each song um and i think i think that's good because it's more like a journey and like you said you know turn the lights down listen to it at night uh it really changes your perspective on on the music um but i think that's another that's that's both a good thing and a bad thing cuz listening to this song in i don't know broad daylight while you're out it's a bit of a trance it's a bit strange yeah uh, and sometimes it doesn't fit um but that being said if you're in the right mood and the right place i'm sure that this could this could kick it did it affect your perception of midnight city in any way which is obviously the big hit song yeah the yeah, ma3 yeah, yeah, signature song um i think it did but less so less so than i think what you're expecting mm. uh midnight city is still you know a great song and i feel like the song itself has its own identity like when you listen to midnight city you don't think oh yeah this is a classic m83 sound you know you think more like this is just a classic sound yeah um and that's it you know you don't compare it to anything else you don't think oh this is some of their better work or they had they've got similar songs or anything like that it's just a more like a standalone song that does really well on its own um and obviously the album has good ties to the to the song and the the instrument and the sound is is very similar but i don't think it's fair to compare midnight city to some of the other songs in the album that's fair that's fair all right um and to move on to my pick for you to listen to uh two cellos the the popular duo uh who cover popular songs uh using only two cellos what did you think i enjoyed it i like um covers the obvious comparison is to uh vitamin string quartet mm. who make a lot of obviously the same covers uh using stringed instruments only like i said last week i really like when you use string instruments in a song yeah i think perhaps to use it solely as in for a song to only be mm. string instruments might be a bit too much mm-hmm. uh, overall i thought they were fine i thought my favorite one was still the um version of supermassive black hole with yeah. the late nio rivera mm-hmm. which was really i thought was excellent i thought they hit the vibe Whereas the thing is, I know that you specifically recommended Thunderstruck, which is perfectly good, but you can't. It had, it doesn't have the essence of Thunderstruck. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was because of the vocals yeah, yeah. in Supermassive Black Hole, but I really thought they nailed it with mm-hmm. that cover. And it's just it, the thing is, it's kind of hard to listen to that knowing that she passed away so tragically. But it's a phenomenal cover version, yeah. and I listen to a lot yeah. of cover versions just day to day and that one really stands out as like that's worth listening to. Yeah, and it's got it's got amazing comments, you know, when you go to the the comment section of that particular video, I think not one negative comment in sight. I think everyone loved that song. And it's a good point to bring up vocals because yeah, strings can imitate, you know, guitar, they can imitate bass, they can they tried to imitate drums by just slamming the the cello as hard as they could. Mm. But imitating vocals, especially in Thunderstruck, you know, with Axel Rose's very iconic vocal range. It's Brian Johnson, isn't it? Was it? It's an ACDC. Oh my god. But either way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, though they also covered Guns N' Roses to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But regardless, both of their vocals are very hard to recreate. Yeah. Uh, it's not like a simple range, you know, yeah. they've got very high-pitched uh, sounds. So I I guess yeah, 
you lose a bit of the essence of that from the original band. Yeah. Um, I just think it's really impressive how they managed to compose and you know recreate the that arrangements sound. are excellent. Yeah. I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I would for your picks. My score wouldn't exactly be two point two, or sorry, mm. two out of two. Mm. Maybe like a one point six or seven out of two. Okay, which is pretty good going actually. <laughs> I didn't know. We were, I don't know. We were rating these. No, I'm just, rating I'm just, it out of two. That's I'm just such thinking, a weird number. Well, it's one good one. You know, one other good yeah, one out of one. You know, you'd the thing is, like no, but I don't points. want to make it. You know, I'm just saying they've been better on average. Better <laughs> yeah, than average. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, a rare compliment from the great Aaron Casanova. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. let's get on to last week's wildcard choice sent in by Mia Crawford. Mm. I weigh the podcast with Jamila Jamil. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll start with what, which one did you listen to? I listened to the very first episode. Where you so I first didn't scene. listen to the first episode because I went through all the different episodes and I tried to find one with someone that I knew or someone that I thought would be interesting to listen to. Same. Uh, and I listened to one with uh, a Dr. Jen something. I know which one you mean. Yeah. But basically she was talking about... She's a doctor in gynecology. Yeah. And um, she was having a con- kind of a very blasé conversation with Jamila Jamil about, you know, the things women have to go through, especially when it comes to sexual health. Yeah. And, you know, to some extent, some of the things that men have to go through as well. So I think in terms of information... There's so much there to, to take away, right? All the uh, differences between the way healthcare, sexual healthcare especially, is provided to men versus women, the things that women have to watch out for more, and um, how important it is to have a, have a doctor that, that you kind of trust and makes you feel safe. Uh, especially because Jamila Jamil has spoken on many occasions about her past sexual trauma. So for her, having a gynecologist that makes her feel you know, safe and protected is of utmost importance and I think that kind of falls by the wayside in day to day life uh, so I thought it was really interesting um, obviously there's a lot of fluff at the beginning which I I mean obviously I wouldn't I would have liked if they just went straight into the podcast. because it was about like six seven minutes of ads uh, <laughs> which I don't appreciate because I was you know standing out in the sun trying to enjoy the time and I didn't want to listen to all these different podcasts that they were recommending yeah. Um but I think it was really good. The conversation flowed really nicely. The two kind of shared a bond. This was the second time that Dr. Jen had been on the podcast. Yeah, I had similar feelings in that I thought it was a bit too long in terms that of it's an true. hour. Yeah. You could make it a tight, you know, half an hour. Yeah. Um, I did think that, it, yeah, it was quite informative. I think because I listened to the first episode with Beanie Feldstein. And so I think in that episode, she was... Um, you know, ironing out a few, because that, obviously it's the first episode of the podcast, so she's ironing out a few ways to present a podcast and stuff, so just from a purely technical perspective, there's that, yeah. but the content is pure, and it's yeah. very frank, and I think that's what you need when you're doing those sorts of shows, is that it needs to feel like an actual discussion between two people who have mutual respect, as yeah. opposed to it being interviewee and interviewer. Yeah, And I think that helped as a listener you to learn because you know it's a very frank conversation and they're very friendly but there are real lessons to take and i think that the podcast i it not necessarily is going to be one i'm going to subscribe to mm. but you wouldn't be averse to listening to it again mm-hmm. and also i don't think you'd be that surprised if for example you've seen a headline somewhere that you know x has 
brought up this revelation yeah. on that podcast. I think, um, obviously, I think I agree with you about not subscribing to it, but it's not because it's a bad podcast. I think it's very catered towards women. Yeah. Um, which is not a bad thing at all. And I think there's a lot of information in that podcast that men could take away. But since it's not geared towards us, it at some points it can be kind of hard to, to keep up with it, especially given it's really long length. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's, you know, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, um, the way the world works and the differences between sexualities between men and women, I think it would be a really good podcast to listen yeah. to. It was, it was good. It was good. It is good. Yeah. Yeah. So not a bad um, roundup of last week's pick. So okay. let's get into what we need to recommend to each other. So let's get straight into it. Mihir, my choice for you for something to watch. I had a long and difficult think about this, mm. but I've decided on something. I know how much you liked Dazed and Confused. Mm-hmm. So you get the spiritual successor, not Boyhood. Also by Richard Linklater. This movie came out five years ago. It's called okay. Everybody Wants Some. Okay. Starring Blake Jenner and Zoe Deutsch. Mm-hmm. It's essentially Dazed and Confused 2. Okay. <laughs> it's no like um, storyline connection yeah, yeah, to the yeah. first movie, but the vibe is very similar. Okay. It's set in Texas again. Okay. In the ni- but in the 1980s. Okay. And so Blake Jenner's character joins a baseball team, and this is his story of his weekend moving into college yeah to meet up with a baseball team and get adjusted to college life okay i watched it myself a couple of weeks ago i very much enjoyed it okay. i love days and confused as you know yeah and i think because you like days and confused you'll like this it's a okay. very it's funny yeah overall it's it's really funny and there's a lot of heart and i think you're just going to have a great time i i like days and confused because there was no intricate plot line I had to pay and there isn't this time you know just some nice old school characters having a nice old school time I think that was what I enjoyed a lot about it so I'm quite excited to um, to watch this and see if that continues perfect okay so yeah everybody wants some you have okay perfect I'll check it out Um, my recommendation for you for this week to watch is a particular YouTube channel that Uh puts don't worry it's not it's not what you think it is it puts a twist on history. So it's called Salmonella Academy. Don't worry, it's not it's not like Khan Academy where you have to go and learn <laughs> and pay attention and take notes. Um, Gosh, putting me back in my year 13. Yep. As the name would suggest, Salmonella Academy is, is run by this one guy called Sam. Uh, don't worry, not like the Sam we know. Oh, no. Um, Scum. But what he does is he takes very... He's on next week's show. <laughs> he is on next week's show. <laughs> so Sam takes like very, very, very weird and, and interesting things that happen in history that you don't get taught about. You know, not like things like the World War or, you know, wars ah, between different okay. nations. Things like, you know, Torare, the man who literally couldn't stop eating. Oh, okay. he, he, he ate so much, it was insane. Um, or things like ranking animal skeletons. And, <laughs> and you know, it's, it, it's just, it's stupid, but he takes it so seriously, and I think that makes it really enjoyable. Okay, I'm excited. Um, he doesn't make that many videos, but they're pretty good quality. I think, you know, I think you should check out the one about Torare, and you should check out, he's got some about, you know, what it was like to live as a pirate. Um, I'm definitely which is, gonna watch that. Which is interesting and nowhere near as glamorous and good as you as you <laughs> think it. <laughs> How long are the videos? 
10 minutes. Oh, perfect. Say so less. I think some are, some are, some are less, like 7, 8, but yeah. Alright, the Salmonella Academy. Salmonella Academy. Here we go. Yep. Alright, say so less, not bad. Okay, so those are our picks for each other to watch. So let's move on then to our choices for something to listen to. Yeah. Mihir, this is a very, another very difficult decision, but I came to a choice. We both very much enjoy the music of Wallows. Yeah. Specifically, the songs "Are You Bored Yet?" and yeah. "Remember When." Yep, remember which are two when. Two singles, Woo. very good singles. You can have the whole album that, that comes from. <laughs> okay. Released in 2019, called "Nothing Happens." Once again, an indie music joint. Mm-hmm. 38 minutes of straight up indie pop, including, yeah. of course, "Are You Bored Yet?" featuring Claro yeah. and "Remember When," which were. Three and two in my top songs 2020 Spotify playlist. I play those all the time, every yeah, time yeah, they come yeah. up. You can have the whole album. Say less, man. If I, you're giving me, an, giving me an excuse to listen to Remember When again. I absolutely love that song. What a banger. Man. Every time it comes on, I get hype. Um, yeah, and I think this is kind of the indie music that I really like, where it's upbeat and it's got some pop elements to it. Uh, and I like this. I like the Wallows, so I'm excited to check them out. Pure indie pop. That's all yeah. you need to know. Perfect. Um, and my recommendation for you this week is another classic, um, from two like like from two weeks ago when I recommended Kickstart My Heart. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to recommend to you the Tramps, Super Tramp. Oh, Super Tramp. Super Tramp. Um, but specifically one song that I think you should really check out is called Give a Little Bit. I feel like I know that song. I everyone knows that song. It 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 comes on in every kind of, you know, when you go to like an old school club. I or, think I know what song it is. But yeah. so you're recommend to, you know, listen, listen to it. Yes, listen, listen to give a little bit. Okay. Listen to the the you know the piano and and the vocals. It's a love song, and I think it's super cute. Um, okay. You know, listen to it. It's really good. Super Tramp is a classic. Okay, yeah. so uh, give a little bit by Supertramp. Yeah. And if really you like it, hey, who knows, maybe you can explore a bit further. Maybe, maybe. Okay, so Supertramp and Wallows for us to listen to. Okay, fair enough. So, those are our picks for each other to listen to, so let's move into the wild card with a new guest this week, very good friend of ours, Mr. Jayant Roy, is here. <laughs> He's we, excited. He's very He's excited. excited. I'm excited too. Yeah. I want to hear what this is. Jay, take it away. Hey guys, so today uh, I have a very beautiful song for you all to listen to. It's called Plastic Love by Maria Takeuchi. I'm, I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. Um, <laughs> you do a better job than that. Sorry, I just got a nod of approval from these. So, it's good to <laughs> so this is a song from the 80s uh, and it's in the genre of city pop, which is um, associated with the economic boom that happened in Japan around then and the time when they started producing electronics like mad when like <laughs> Sony came out and the, like the Walkman CDs were a thing so uh, and it's an it's an everything song you can listen to it when you're working out when you're sad when you're happy <laughs> when you're stuck in traffic it's just it's amazing I don't understand a single word of it yeah. but I still love it and that's when you know a song is good oh yeah. so that's it's when in you, Japanese yes uh, okay. that's when you know okay. a song is a true banger yeah. when you have no clue what she's <laughs> saying and you're still bopping along and it like resonates with you it's a fun song it's got a bit of a long instrumental at the yeah, start yeah, yeah. But I've been listening to Bollywood ever since I'm, I'm born, so I'm used yeah. to long, <laughs> useless in- instrumentals. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> um, 
But it's yeah, you'd really love it, and then it's it's a gateway to city pop. I'd say hmm. start with this song, and then you'll start discovering more and more different um, other types, and you'll find the kind of songs you like. There's yeah. not all city pop is for everyone. You'll find a certain bit for certain types of songs. Like for example, I like the upbeat ones. Yeah, I like the exciting songs, but there are a lot of slow, relaxed city pop songs which. That yeah, they're just too slow for my liking, but yeah. they're still amazing ones. So um, that is my recommendation. Eighties okay. Japanese pop. Yes. So How did you come across this? Song? Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. This was another product of the YouTube algorithm. The YouTube algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> it never fails it. Yeah, fails. On the recommended list. Don't uh, look into my one. <laughs> <laughs> You often see me here as I know not to look at yours. <laughs> <Shut the fuck. laughs> um, but yeah, I came across that. I was actually listening to some baby metal, and then oh, that yeah. came across at the yeah. side. Uh, so this is a good gateway song then into this whole genre of city pop. Yes. Okay. And so, how do you think we are going to be able to get into more city pop from this? What about this? Makes it a good gateway song. What a, it, it makes you a good gateway because it just has it's it's the middle balance. It's not very upbeat. It's not okay. a song that you can only like dance to, but it's not too relaxed either. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a halfway house, and from there, then you converge into what you like more. Okay. And then from there, you'll start um, seeing recommendations. Actually, on the YouTube video itself, there's a lot of comments with like um, because this was a lot of people's first. Um, entrance into city pop so there's a lot of comments so showing similar songs so saying if you like this here's a bunch of songs which I think you'll like as well okay so um, yeah it's one way to get into it and it's one of the, I think the most popular um, city pop songs now yeah because randomly a few years ago YouTube started just started pushing the song out yeah yeah for no reason and it just boomed perfect all right not okay. too bad then city pop never heard of it and from the 80s. Yes. And Japanese. And yes. Japanese. We really are touching all the bases with this show, I'll tell it's you right, triple right combo. now. Yeah, triple combo. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I want to know what the, what the hula is about. Yeah. Yeah. And I am too. Okay, so that wraps up the picks for this week of Say Less, the big one, episode 10. Let's just take a quick recap before we let your ears go and we tune into some Japanese city pop. Yeah. So for me here, I chose Richard Linklater's 2016 indie stoner classic everybody wants some and then for the listen i chose the album nothing happens by wallows all right and for aaron i've chosen to watch salmonella academy on youtube funky history and to listen i've list- i've chosen give a little bit by the one and only super tramp and uh my pick for everyone here is um plastic love by maria takeuchi very good so we'll take a listen, a watch, and all of the good stuff over the next seven days. And we'll be back next week with a new set of picks, recommendations, and reviews on Say Less, presented by the Watchtower Media Network. I've been Aaron Casanova. I've been Mihir Koye. And this is Jay Roy. We will be back next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you.